Hi, good morning. It's a new day. And I'm just so excited. I'm Dr. Miriam Smith, DNP in Healthcare Systems Leadership. And I'm the host for Empowering New Nurses. And I'm just so excited to have our different guests coming on, interviewing them and them sharing their experiences with our young nurses and with the guests, of course. And so this morning, I just want to tell you something special because we're celebrating uh, Black History Month, I know for sure, and you know too, that there are many Black individual, individuals who have been inventors, who have been great contributors to society that we all are benefiting from right now. And so this morning, we have a female doctor, MD that is, who will be telling us about herself telling us about some of our contributions to society and also right here in New York, where I'm at right now. This morning, I want to welcome our special guest, Dr. Marcia Harris. The floor is yours, Dr. Harris. Hi, good morning, Dr. Good morning. Smith. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. And I'm more even greater since you're here. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, where would you like me to begin? I would like you to tell us about your beginnings. And of oh. course, tell us about your, your, your career and your contribution and how you come into the picture. Because my special reason, I know that you were first of a first, if that makes sense. Let us hear okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, I actually, I came from Jamaica right after high school at 15 years old and um, went to Pace University in New York City, graduated at 19. I actually worked for a year wow. and then went, then went to medical school at Columbia University um, where I had a full scholarship and literally got out of medical school owing $4,000. I love saying that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> because wow. I know what, what the tab is now right. for medical school. And it's interesting because all my aunts are nurses and they tried to get me to do nursing. Why do you want to be a doctor? You know, as a nurse, you can have a family and you can, you know, work, work and pay for medical school if it comes down to it. And I told them, well, you know, I want to be a doctor and I will get scholarships. If not, I'll take out loans. It so happens that the person who gave me the scholarship said that he never gives anybody everything. So because of that, let's say my budget was $30,000 for the year. Mm -hmm. He gave me 29 and lent me one. So at the end of the four years of medical school, I owed $4,000. Okay, so came out of Columbia. I did an internship in internal medicine at Harlem Hospital. And then I went to Cornell, New York Hospital. Um, this was, remember, in the early 70s. And I went to New York Hospital and did an OBGYN residency. And the first year of talking about is I was the first Black female to train in that program. Wow. Now, the significance, New York Hospital is the second oldest hospital 
in the country. And I was the first black female in the early 70s to train in OBGYN at the New York Hospital while Cornell Medical Center. Thanks so much. That's significant. That is outstanding. And we all should take note of that. Kudos to you. Well, it, it might be outstanding, but it's actually pretty sad <laughs> that in this day and age, we're still having to say the first this and the first that. You know what I mean? Yes. But what can I tell you? Yes. Um, in terms of Trailblazer, I was the administrative chief. Now I'll tell you when I was when I was a resident, there are men because in those days it was still an old boys club, okay, and there are men on staff there who never scrubbed with me. When I was a junior resident, they would scream and holler at the chief resident, "Why are you giving me a junior? I'm gonna need good help with this case." And when I was the senior resident. They would say, oh, I don't need good help. I'll take the intern through it, just so as not to scrub with me. But the joke was on them, because guess what? The last year, I was the administrative chief resident. So like it or not, they had to deal with me, <laughs> because I was the one making the schedule, giving them the help, and doing, you know, in charge of everything else. Now, it's interesting, because... When I finished, when I completed the residency, uh, half the people in my year got offers to join different groups and what have you. And of course, I didn't because, I mean, in those days, I mean, I was still, even though I was the administrative chief, mm -hmm. I was a Black woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in those days, that was still a problem. I would go in to admit the patient for at Cornell, for example, and they would. I would walk in and say, hi, I'm Dr. Harris. I'm here to admit you to the hospital. And they would look me up and down and say, pass the bedpan, please. Or uh, can I get some towels? Or, you know, this is not comfortable. Can you fluff up and get me another pillow? And they would find stuff to give me to do. And when they were finished and when I had done everything they wanted me to do, I would again say, I'm Dr. Harris. I'm here to admit you to the hospital. And they'd go, you're the doctor? I'd say, yes, I'm the doctor. You know, so, I mean, that's the era that we're talking about. Thanks so much for sharing that. What was your experience like with young nurses or the new nurses who came on board? Let us hear that. Well, nurses in general, as far as I'm concerned, are totally, totally, totally critical to the process. I mean, as a medical student and as a resident, and I learned so much, and we all do. You know, some doctors are not appreciative, but I can tell you this one was and is, you know, um, because you all are the, the, the front line and what you see, we don't see. So if you don't help us out or keep us up to date, we won't know and we'll be at a disadvantage. It's unfortunate sometimes the way some doctors treat nurses, you know, actually, because you all are literally the backbone 
of the medical community and the medical society. So, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for recognizing us, Dr. Harris, because not many- No, but it's true. Not many doctors truth. realize the importance of the nurse. They just, some of them might just think the nurse is just to do that, to give some medication or to do some bedpans or so. But you know that it's a, we play an integral part. We're there with the patient more than you are. So if That's we don't correct. give you the update and the, the changes or the process or the progress of the patient, there are times that that will be overlooked. And remember also that the doc, the patient's, are the ones who usually, the nurses there, the patients would confide so much in the nurse who is at the bedside so often, who interact with them on a different level. And so often we get information from the patients that would help in the plan of care rather than if they, if you never, if the nurse wasn't there to converse in that at that time, would never have gotten some of the information to get that is absolutely valuable to their plan of care. So yeah. thank you so much for that recognition. Thank you. So for over the years, you have worked in different capacities. What, where are you now? And um, what, what position are you now at this time? You know, we all, we go from A to B to C and <laughs> we all and are, then back to A. And we're, get, we're getting, we're, we're the baby boomers now. Let's admit. And then back and to we A. want to hand the baton to the younger folks. You know, um, yes. the millennials and all of that. Tell us what you would say to them and where are you at this position, please? Well, I, I practiced um, OBGYN for 37 years. Wow. At, at Cornell. I basically retired. Congratulations. <laughs> I basically retired 10 years ago. I lay on the beach in St. Lucia and Jamaica for a couple of months came back to New York, New Jersey, ran around for a month, and then said, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. So actually, and you're looking great to be enjoying. No, I you. mean, you worked hard, so it's time to oh, enjoy. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I paid my dues. Trust me, I paid my dues. But what happened was, so 10 years ago, after I tried retirement for three months, I realized that I was not ready to hang it up yet and that there was still a lot that I could contribute. And because of that, I actually went out and I worked in, in, in a practice, it's not, not really a clinic, but in an anti-aging practice for about four or five years. And then four and a half years ago, I actually started, restarted a practice, but this time not in OBGYN, basically focused on sexual wellness. So I am at Madison Avenue and 49th Street, 425 Madison Avenue, the 16th floor, and it's called the Wellness Restoration Center. And Wellness. what I do, yes, the Wellness Restoration Center. And what I do really basically is sexual wellness for females and males. So I do erectile dysfunction, I do vaginal rejuvenation. I deal with um, uh, patients who, you know, women, as we go through menopause and we get dry and that type of thing. I mean, there are things we can do now to fix it. And men, we, a little known fact, because again, most men don't talk about it, 
but 50% of the men you see walking around out there older than 40 years old cannot perform in the bedroom. And we have good treatment, non-invasive and really, really works, you know? So I'm, that's the basis of my practice right now. The other thing that I'm focused on is weight release. And I don't say loss because once it's gone, you're, you're not supposed to get it back. Mm. So if you lose something, you're going to go looking for it, right? So I have a tremendous weight release program, okay, which really does work. The program is customized for whoever comes in depending on where they are, how much they need to release, and how, um, what they will do. Because, you know, that's one of the problems with weight is that if I say to someone, I want you to do this amount of exercise and eat this food, and they look me up and down and say, no, never happened. I'm not giving up my pork chops or my chicken, you know, it's not going to work for them. So the the programs are entirely customized, including the new um, diabetes drug that's out there for weight loss, which works very well, by the way. Absolutely. I'm, I'm having a good time because I'm actually helping people. In addition, I do nutrition and thyroid and adrenal balance hormones. That's the other piece of the puzzle, which is usually missed. Okay. You can try everything. If your hormones are not balanced, you're not going to do very well. Thank you so much for that educational piece there. And that is so informative because I can imagine many of us were not um, um, aware of your practice and the, what you are actually contributing in this specialty, sexual um, area. So that is outstanding, and we appreciate you for that. And I may, I know our in our, in our audience today, there may be others who might be concerned, have some concern. And I would like you to repeat again, just repeat for us um, your address. Oh, I'm the Wellness Restoration Center, which is at 425 Madison Avenue, New York City. That's corner of 49th Street. I look out my consultation room and I'm looking at St. Patrick's Cathedral and a couple of blocks from Rockefeller Center. It's beautiful, really. Nice, beautiful area. Beautiful and, scenery. Oh, absolutely. But it's, it's, I think, an area that we actually need to get into more because, you know, it's so funny. So many of us are now living our lives most of our lives actually is being lived at this point. Mm -hmm. We're living one third or more. I mean, because let's face it, your great, great, great grandmother and mine didn't live past 50. And the average age of death right now for a woman is 84 and for a man is 79. So we're definitely living a significant portion of our lives now. And we would like to live it like you and me, well, as opposed to pushing a stroller and right. can't move from one position to the next and need help with our activities of daily living, you know? So nutrition and um, weight loss and all of that type of thing is really, really, really important 
to what's going to happen to us, the baby boomers, as we get older and as the millennials come behind us, because whether they know it or not, they're coming. They are. They are. They are indeed, yes. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Dr. Harris, for having taken time out of your, I'm going to say, of your experiences, of your practice to come and on this platform, Empower New Nurses platform. And we appreciate you coming on. And we indeed will let the world know because you are special. You are a special woman who have contributed in surgery, GYN, and of course you have taken um, wellness to another level. Some of us are hearing some of your, your experience for the first time, and definitely we know where to contact you now. Now, for the Empower New Nurses show, it's on, you can contact me, those who are listening and who have just listened to Dr. Harris, you can contact us on, you can contact me on YouTube at Miriam Amanda Smith, on Spotify, on Apple, and also Instagram podcast Mayor. You have information, you need information as a young nurse, because in the initial phase, you know that it can be challenging. Fear of the unknown, fear sometimes even to talk to the doctor, fear of bullying, and there's so many areas of fear. And so today, let me hope you'll go on, you'll subscribe on YouTube, and of course you have listened, so you can go and repeat, you can go back and you can listen to the, um, to the recordings. So thanks so much for my audience, my young nurses. And of all, of course, I know some seasoned nurses were listening also, and it was refreshing indeed. Thanks so much, Dr. Harris, for coming on. And happy, great, and thank you for your contributions as a Black woman to society. And in thank the you for having area. me. Thank you so much. God thank bless you. Bye. Thank you.